one of the best food scenes in the country, right here in Minnesota. And nobody knows it like magazine food critic and James Beard Award finalist Jason DeRussia. Now bringing you the most interesting people and hottest trends. Let's listen in as DeRussia eats. Episode 8, let's get in the car and take a road trip. Uh, there's something special about exploring beyond your hometown, maybe not too far from your home, that day trip that you take to go find uh, a hidden gem or an awesome place of food or maybe a crazy burger. Mm, hop in the car. Let's get out of the Twin Cities metro. Two stops that have become iconic. King's Bar and Grill in Meesville. Meesville. <laughs> This place is known for 100-plus burgers on the menu, but it's located right across the street from a corn-flanked baseball field, the home of the Meesville Mud Hens. People travel from all over to go to King's, and it's a great family story from Terry. And on the banks of the St. Croix River in Wisconsin, Hudson, Wisconsin, it's almost a Twin Cities suburb, really, but it's about 12,000 people living there. The downtown swells with people who come and visit. Pete Foster has built a little empire with three restaurants in Hudson, He's helped kind of become a, a, an entrepreneur, yes, but also an incubator for restaurants that started in his kitchen and then have moved beyond. Pete and also Terry explain what's different about running businesses outside the city center. You're going to love these two, and you're going to love this episode of DeRussia Eats. Our guest co-owns a business that has become iconic in southern Minnesota. You asked DeRussia Eats to take you out of the Metro Twin Cities, and we've tried to respond with really some of the great spots that make Minnesota unique. One of them is in Meesville, King's Place Bar and Grill, and Terry Greenlee Ryan is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Terry, thanks for being on DeRussia Eats. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your story at King's Place is a pretty cool story because your family went in on this back in the 80s, right? You weren't weren't the original owner of King's Place. Um, We bought the place in 1984, October 1st of 1984. My parents did. My mom and dad did. And we started, we were just going to get it up and running and then probably sell it. Were well, you just we are. were you just a kid at that time, Terry? I was in high school. I yeah. was still in high school then. Yeah, right. I would have never thought I would still be doing this, but <laughs> thirty nine years later, here we are. And um, yeah, it's been quite a ride. Now your family was in the uh, restaurant business, so you grew up as a kid around like cafes and restaurants, right? Right. We had a cafe out on Rice Street in St. Paul, Rice and Hatch. It was called um, Curly Lou Cafe. And then um, a clinic bought us out then. And I was, I think I was in third grade when we bought that. And a clinic bought us out to knock it down for a parking lot. So then we kind of, you know, they kind of sat around for about a year. And then they found Kings out in Meesville. And it had about four burgers on. And it was a, had a grocery store in there still. And it was a bar and grill, but real small. And then we just kind of took the grocery store out. Added a video store, a VHS video store. <laughs> back when in that was going the mid eighties, sure, 80s. yes, yep. Because there was nothing really out in our area, and me still. And then we, when that, you know, just we decided to take that down and put in more seating. Now, how on earth do you go from owning a cafe in St. Paul 
to Dakota County in sort of the middle of nowhere, Dakota County, right? Like at that time, oh. Highway 61, you're down like in between New Trier and Welch. I mean, this is not exactly where I think I would have said, all right, here's where we're going to make our money, Meesville, yeah, well. Minnesota. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. We never owned a bar. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I have, you know, that's what we kind of think with us, you know, and now I've lived down in this area longer than I ever lived. I graduated Uh, from Cottage Grove. So, I mean, it's part of my kids now. My daughter's taking it over and my nephew is, it's going to be a third generation. They're wanting to do it. So, yeah, we would have never thought this. Like I said, we were just thinking about getting it up, running a little bit better than what it was. And then, you know selling it and doing something else and um yeah yeah the burgers are what uh made you famous when it when it first started you you just said there were only four burgers on the menu four or five burgers i have the original menu and then we just kind of kept adding to it and i wanted to specialize in something something and so we just kept adding and adding and i think we're at 108 different toppings and a lot (laughs) of our customers has have helped us you know, come up with some of the burgers because um, they'll like, have you tried this? And I'm like, no, I think we should do that. Oh, funny. So, yeah, it's been, it's a lot of fun. Terry Greenley Ryan is with us, the uh, owner of King's Place Bar and Grill uh, in Meesville, right by the the home of the Meesville uh, Mud Hens. Does that, I mean, when you describe kind of where your customers come from and the, the, the part of Dakota County where you're at certainly has has grown over the years, right. but Meesville yeah. itself is, you know, a very, very tiny town. Where, where do people come from? Are they from Hastings and Red Wing and Cottage Grove and Inver Grove or where are they coming from? You know, they're coming everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's 61. They're driving down to Red Wing. They're driving down to Lake City. They're going up to the cities from Lake City. We get a lot of our regulars. We get a lot of people from the cities, you know, wanting to get out, you know, going for a drive. It's a beautiful drive. And we call this season our leaf looking season because we get a lot of people from the cities that want to drive on on 61 going down to Red Wing, Lake City, Winona. Mm. And it's a beautiful drive. It is. So, And and then in the wintertime, we get our snowmobilers and our skiers. We're real close to Welch Ski Village. So we get a lot of skiers. So, Yeah. So that helps been, for sure. It does. Absolutely. And we have a lot of regulars. We have our our couple that comes in every Wednesday from Woodbury. They come in every time for a bowl of soup and a hamburger, you know, so they like to take their drive to retired people or we have, you know, the police that come in or at, all kinds of people, yeah. farmers. I mean, you definitely get, you get a lot of tr- the, I mean, I've driven by there a a hundred times over the years, right? Because certainly Highway 61 gets a lot of traffic, but it is it is uh, sort of amazing how you guys have built up this statewide reputation in Meesville, Minnesota. Do you think do you think the location of Kings is part of the charm or does Kings make Meesville a charming destination? I think Meesville's. It's a nice town. We've got an we've got the supper club across the street from us. And we got the Meesville Mud Hens. I mean, it's, um, and our building is, if you come into our building, it's original. I mean, it's super old. It's been added on and remodeled. But if you look up, up, up on the ceiling, it's the original 10 from, I mean, it was in 1800s, the building was built. built. 
Yeah. So it goes way back. Is that Wiederholt? You got Wiederholtz right across from you there? Wiederholtz right across the street from us. So, and you know, they're the supper club and we're the burger, burger and beer. So it's, and we get along super well. So it's, yeah, it's great. What, you know, you mentioned a hundred toppings or so. Why don't you lay some of them on me? What are, what are some of your most popular burgers? Um, well, we have peanut butter, pineapple, sweet chili, and pepper jack, a habanero cheese, and we have a hash brown egg, sausage, nacho cheese. <laughs> um, I know, I know. It's, it's, some of them are pretty crazy. Um, peanut butter and jelly, that goes over really well on a burger. Peanut butter is actually shockingly delicious on a burger. It is. Yeah. It really is. I'm not sure why have, it ta- it's good, though. And we have like our, you know, the people that like the lettuce, tomato, green pepper, cucumbers, you know, more of the veggie type stuff. And and if you don't like the hamburger, we always have a black bean or a grilled chicken that you can substitute the toppings for. So that's so cool. All right. I got I have a couple questions for you about a family business. You mentioned you're passing it on to your daughter, which is so cool. So I'll ask you about that in a minute. And I want to know how things have changed over the years. Have you noticed like different types of toppings, different types of things that people want. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well. We're uh, having a great conversation with the owner of King's Bar and Grill, King's Place in Meesville, Minnesota. Derusha Eats continues in just a minute here on CCO. It is Twins Ticket Tuesday. We're giving away a four-pack of tickets when you hear the sounders, so be ready for that over the next half hour. Derusha Eats brought to you by Liquor Boy and the Minnesota Pork Board. So happy to be talking to Terry Greenlee Ryan, the owner of King's Place Bar and Grill in Meesville in Dakota County. As you do that, oh boy, this weekend's going to be prime time for you guys, I'm sure, as people are going to look at the leaves uh, down towards the south. Terry... Uh, over the years, you know, you started in 84, your family took over. What mm-hmm. What are the biggest changes you've noticed in the, the types of flavors or the types of orders or requests that you're getting from folks? Oh, there's so many different more sauces out, more seasonings out that we can season differently. You know, there was not the choices yeah. back in 1984 there, that there are now. You know, we have a burger with one of our broccoli poppers on. We never had broccoli poppers in 1984. <laughs> you know, I mean, a mac macaroni popper. We didn't have that back then. So there's, you know, they've come such a long way. So there's so many different seasonings that you can season your food with. It's, yeah, it's been a great thing. What is it, what is it like being really a part of a family business? I mean, how many family members do you have involved with Canada? <sighs> Well, it's my mom and dad, and they're still alive, and they still come in. My dad is 81, and my mom is 91. Oh, wow. And they come in every, they come in every day. She got <laughs> so herself it, a younger man. Your mom is 91, and your dad, how about that? I know, I know. And they're there just about every day they're there. Um, and then my brother and I purchased it in the year 2000 from them, and it's been my brother and I, and my parents still there. And then Jeff, my brother son Kyle Greenlee he is going to be a third generation and then my daughter Mackenzie so they're working on it they're not there yet how you know? old, how old are the third generation 24 and 23 oh yeah and they older do they, than what I was than when I started so do they uh did do, do you hesitate as a as a mom like whether you want to 
have your kids take over the business? Yeah. Well, they've grown up with it, you know. It's nerve. Um, I would think it'd be nerve-wracking. It's very nerve-wracking and I'm and it's a lot of work running, you know, running the business. It's a lot of work. Everybody yeah. that says, "Oh, you run your own business. You can take off a of work." I'm like, <laughs> uh, "No." I feel if, if it was only that easy. <laughs> right? You know, but um but How, they're, they're is that the number to... one thing that people don't understand, you know, that that when a, a chiller goes down or something malfunctions that, you know, oh. you've got to solve it? Yeah. You know, the, uh, yeah, people, I, you know, it's just like these new restaurant owners, I wish them all the luck because it's just like it's not a piece of cake. It's a lot of work. Anybody that you talk to that owns a restaurant knows exactly what I'm talking about yeah. because yeah. you're there all the time. but it's rewarding also. And being with my family has been wonderful. You know, I mean, Mm. we've watched our kids grow up together and it's, it's, it's really been great. Well, and you have an extended family too. I imagine Uh, the people who work, work uh, with you and for you. Oh my gosh. I've, I've like the best. I've had people there for 26 years, 27 years. My one girl says, I've been here longer, half my age, you know, so she's been here forever. So wow. yeah, I have a great crew. I have a great crew and I've watched their kids grow up and they, their kids have worked for us also. So it's been, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been special. really good. Yeah, it, it really has been. And it's you, nice to have the same people in there all the time, all the same wait staff because my customers get to know them on a regular basis too. We're talking with Terry Greenlee, Ryan from... Uh, King's Place Bar and Grill. When you when you look at sort of the legacy of this business, I mean, this is a Minnesota iconic burger joint. It just is. Yeah. Like, is what what does that mean to you to know that generations of people, you know, have a memory at King's Place? That's super cool. It really is. Um, because I have a lot of the people coming back in, and oh, you used to come in here when we you, when I was a kid. Oh my God, your menu has grown. Oh my gosh, people eat it with peanut butter on it. Or it it's it's been really nice. Mm. Yeah. The textures the textures are, you know, as always, like they have suggestions. They want you to go back to the old buns that you used to have. <laughs> oh I have I have bakery buns, okay. <laughs> I use Hannish Bakery down in Red Wing, but they want the old buns. Okay, yep, I'm sure. Well, you know, sometimes we, we change lo- with with the way things are going in life. That's so. hard. That's hard for people, isn't it? Bill change is not. Some people don't like change. We love Bill from Hannish Bakery. Yes, yes, know. we've been with him for years, years. Uh, so, what is your order? What is your go-to burger? And how how are you still so skinny by running a burger restaurant? Uh, <laughs> I eat them. Um, I like the one with sauerkraut. I like sauerkraut. It's got sauerkraut, seasoned sour cream on it, cheddar cheese, and bacon. Nice. That's my go-to. Yeah, it's uh, a good burger. All right, Terry Greenlee, Ryan from King's Place Bar and Grill. Before we go, Terry, I, I, I want your... Your recommendations, three restaurants or three bars or whatever that you like going to that you want to recommend to our listeners? Um, I go to Wiederholtz. That's in Meadville. Excellent. I go to Liberty's down in Red Wing, and that's a family-run business also. And I go to Ob's Bar in St. Paul. Nice. Solid. Solid, solid light up. Terry, so fun to talk to you. Congratulations on the success. I hope everybody comes out there, not just on the weekend. Come on Tuesdays. Come on Thursdays, too. 
uh, and congratulations on all the success. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you again. Really fun to talk to you. Terry Greenlee Ryan from King's Place Bar and Grill. More than 100 burger toppings with all the changes out there. King's Place since 84. Just getting it done in Meesville. Hey, it's Jason DeRussia with a message from Minnesota's pig farmers. Discover the meat of the North. Pork. Pork is as Minnesotan as the lakes, trees, and people who call this state home. Did you know there are more than 30,000 pig farming families? They live and work in the North Star State, raising one of the safest, most delicious meats the whole world can enjoy. Pork is something we enjoy in the DeRussia family at least a few times a week. Maybe it's pork loin roast, shoulder, pork chops, ribs, huh, bacon. Oh, I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's so affordable, too. If you're looking for recipes, MNPork.com's got them. Great recipes like dilled pork cutlets, Parmesan-crusted pork chops, and you can feel good about eating pork from Minnesota farmers. They've been reducing their carbon footprint with better genetics, new technologies, and more. Pick up pork tonight for dinner at your local meat market or grocery store. Let's have Minnesota pork for dinner. Oh, yeah. DeRussia Eats continues. Here's your host, Jason DeRussia. Pete Foster is a restaurateur who owns three restaurants in Hudson, Wisconsin, and is also a part owner of a restaurant in Woodbury. And he joins us for DeRussia Eats, which is brought to you today by Liquor Boy in St. Louis Park. Pete, it's uh, great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Jason. Appreciate the opportunity. Your first restaurant was Barker's Bar. Barker's Bar and Grill opened in 1988. Of course, I'm not nearly old enough to have been the uh, original (laughs) owner. Uh, A a gentleman and a very good friend still of mine, a former business partner named Bob Barker Wasmond. You would have been like 12 or 13. I was 18. You're 18 in 88? Year I graduated high school, yep. I started working there about six months after Barker's opened. Cool. And, that's, and then you got to buy the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I basically worked worked my way through college, paid for college. Uh, coming back, uh, I went to University of Wisconsin Stout for the hospitality restaurant management program. Which and, Stout has – is it the best? It's one of the best programs. I think, I think it is. I mean, it's yeah. – it's, um, you know, it, it, it is uh, attendance in that particular program. I'm on one of the hospitality boards there. They're, they're struggling a bit. Are they? Um, but, but it's, it's very still, well respected. It is. It is. And they do a great job. And they, they, I would say they prepared me pretty well for, 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 for what I'm doing now. Although when I, when I was attending school there, all I wanted to do was be in the hotel, the room side of the hospitality business. Hmm. Uh, my cousin was, uh, uh, GM and now is actually vice president of North America for Hilton. So he brought me down to Chicago um, for a couple of internships, and then I ended up moving down there right after college and and um, spent some time down there and and uh, worked my way back to the Twin Cities because my beautiful wife was from here and and uh, yeah, Radisson St. Paul, the old Radisson on Kellogg. I was a banquet manager there and moved. Moved up to the Sheraton Midway, where Allianz Field is now. Sure. And uh, by that time, my 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 former partner, the the guy that opened Barkers, called me and one day and said, "You want to you want to buy half of Barkers?" I said, "Well, I don't have any money, but sure, let's figure <laughs> it out." And so that was July first of nineteen ninety six, and and that's uh, yeah, I've been there been there since. Today, you have Barkers Bar and Grill, San Pedro Cafe, Pedro's Del Este, and Tamarack Tap Room, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, do you have a favorite? 
Oh man, you, that's that, you know I got four daughters as well. That's, it's that's the same like question. Asking, yeah, it's the same question. Yeah, but so, you have a favorite daughter, right? Like we all. I have a. I only have two sons, so it's yeah. easier to pick a favorite. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Smart, but I, yeah. I would, you know, I mean, Barker's is where it all began. Barker, if if it wasn't for Barker's, I wouldn't wouldn't have anything. So I I, I have to, I guess, default to Barker's. Uh, if if you put me on the spot, this is a big year for Barker's. 35th anniversary. Correct. Yeah, we've got a big 35th anniversary celebration coming uh, end of October. Um, we The last one we did was 25-year, and uh, we decided to skip 30-year, but 35-year, I think, especially in today's uh, times, is, is pretty significant. And uh, I brought brought Jason, bought you uh, the original menu from Barker's from 1988. And, and this is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. It's ridiculous, the, the, some, of the, some of the price points on that menu. But we're, we are going to be offering selected original menu items at their original price. You're rolling a, it back to the original price? We're going to roll it price? back. Yeah, not, not for every single menu item, but we're going to select a few like we did for the 25th and, and give, do, uh, you know, give folks $3 cheeseburgers and that sort of thing. So, so are, any, are any of these things still on the menu? Absolutely. I'd say at least 50% of that menu is still uh, is still Barker's. Now, so the cheeseburger was $3 and it was two ninety five, and then add a quarter for your cheese choice. Right, right. And you this was I mean for 88, this is pretty fancy that you could choose your you could go Monterey Jack or hot pepper or smoky cheddar. And that's all Bob Barker Wasman. He he's the guy that started it and I can't take credit for that, but he he knew that he knew the market there in Hudson there was absolutely really nothing in 1988 for restaurants uh, hmm. in Hudson. Barker's was the first expedition style open kitchen in town and, and maybe the St. Croix Valley. So Bob was pretty progressive uh, in, uh, in his, in his uh, you know, building of that restaurant. It, it's in a really cool original 1900 vintage building and it's been totally restored. And there's, there's elements from the, the old Duluth hotel and the Milwaukee train depot that, that are, that are kind of uh, built into the, into the restaurant. And it, so it's got really a, a, a great historic value. And going back to, Really, the the nineteen early nineteen hundreds when the building was built, it was always a bar or a restaurant uh, huh. for all of those years, and, cool. and so yeah, it, it's it's fun, and uh, we're we're excited to celebrate thirty fifth year. I mean, we've got customers that are still have been coming in since day one that remember me as a young college kid cooking their burger or, or <laughs> pouring their beer, and and also the, the the tap beer. I mean, when he when Bob opened, I think he had it was five. Uh, beers on draft, none of them being a uh, domestic. They were all, you know, Watney's Red Barrel, Bass Pale Ale, oh, um, Anchor Steam, um, yeah. and then of course Liney's was was happening around that time. So we did we did we did pour a lot of Lining Kugels, and so yeah, sure. it's it, now we got sixteen taps here, and you know, of course that's nothing compared to Tamarack Tap Room. We got seventy two taps over there, which is just gives me hives every time I walk in the cooler <laughs> there. So I'm glad I don't. We we got a great management company that operates that restaurant, and like you said, I'm I'm just one of uh, a number of partners there. But they do a great job over there, and and um, yeah, it's it's fun being in the Woodbury Market. But Hudson's my home, St. Croix Valley's my home, and and that's that's kind of where. You know where where my uh, where where my favorite spot is, and yeah. and uh, my family was raised there, and that, that's home to me. So Pete Foster is our guest. He owns uh, San Pedro Cafe, Pedro's del Este, and Barker's Bar and Grill. San Pedro Cafe 
to me is very much a sign of the way Hudson has sort of matured and grown up as a restaurant community. Right. So it used to be very, you know, Barker's was pretty, you know, doing scratch soups and scratch burgers and stuff was on the front edge. But, you know, you used to think of Hudson as maybe a like a, you know, a biker community. People would uh, go on their Harleys and go through. Dibbo's. Yeah. Yeah. Dick's bar. A little bit of a party bar vibe. Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah. But now, I mean, you really you look at the top knot. You got amazing restaurants up Thank and you. down uh, the city. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yours and, included, but beyond that. Also. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're the, the, the local chamber of commerce and, and, uh, and those folks, um, uh, tourism, they really, um, really try to promote, um, the, the, the marriage between, you know, local restaurants and the retail community with, yeah. with, with mixing in some of the, you know, some of the traditional It's cute. Space. It's a cute downtown. And then it's, you have the- it's great, yeah. And yeah. San Pedro Cafe, we opened, we, we, we bought that building, uh, Bob and I, um, in 1998, and we finally got San Pedro Cafe opened in 2000. It took us two years, and that's an 1872 vintage hmm. building. It's, it's the original Bank of Hudson. It's really got some character Do to you it. like those? I mean, there are challenges, of course, working in a historic building. But- I, I love it. I mean, it's... it's um, you know, it is it is a lot of maintenance. Uh, you know, we just put you know new roofs on all of our buildings because of all the hail and the and oh. the storms we've had. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is definitely uh, um, there's a lot of maintenance to it. But but you know, you can't beat the, you can't replicate the the yeah. character. No. Uh, of, but the cost, if you things. tried to, the cost or would the be cost. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So San Pedro Cafe opened in two thousand. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about. Um, Back in 1998, when we when we tried to get a, a loan to buy that building and, and and the business that was in there, which was just one of these liquor bars uh, called Mr. T's, I mean, we got laughed out of probably 12 different banks when we told the the banker we wanted to open a Caribbean uh, concept restaurant downtown Hudson. Back in those days, it was it was you know <laughs> right. it was unbelievable. But um, finally, we got someone. He's still my he retired last year, but I'm still at the same bank uh, after all these years and. Thank goodness he he believed in us and and uh, really the concept is derived from uh, Belize, uh, Ambergris Key, which is just uh, I don't know twenty thirty miles off the mainland Belize. It's it's a it's a big island and San Pedro is the town on that island and and Bob had a sailboat down there, so that's how you know huh. we became familiar with that you know that cuisine and 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 sort of that island life. And is that, the and guest that. is the guest in Hudson, it, you know, being Wisconsin? versus minnesota is the guests different do they drink differently do they eat differently or is it all now where really hudson is as much of part of the twin cities as maple grove is yeah i i think so i mean it it's certainly um you certainly have your your pockets of that old school you know wisconsin you know i i I like to call them Packer fans because I'm a big Vikings fan. You can right. see You're from wearing the purple, purple I'm wearing yeah. today. <laughs> um, but but no, it's it's a great mix of of, of uh, a large demographic of, of folks that that come in and 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 we do draw a lot from the Twin Cities market yeah. and and uh, you know Stillwater, Woodbury, and 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 also Minneapolis, St. Paul. So we have a, a pretty eclectic mix of of clientele there, both locals and 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 um, you know and folks from from out of town. So it's uh, it's a it's a great mix. No doubt COVID during the lockdowns. Oh. 
Everybody well, was going to Hudson. And yes. that's and that's we, we, we found that a lot of people had discovered Hudson that had no idea that we were so uh, you know, in their back door because yeah. when Minnesota was in their big shutdown, we, we were open. We were wide open and, and we did have to close for a while and just do takeout only, but but when dine in came back in Wisconsin, it was still closed in Minnesota and we I mean, downtown Hudson was just inundated with with just thousands of people for those number of weeks that uh, that Minnesota was shut down, and 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 it's good and bad because we we exposed ourselves to a, a whole new clientele, but but also um, you know there was an element that did find us that that caused a few problems for the local authorities, which you're going to have, but right. overall it was great, and and um, and some of those folks are are coming back. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Pete Foster is our guest to Russia Eats. When we come back, we'll hear Pete's, you know, a lot of you guys maybe want to go spend a couple days out in Hudson, St. Croix Valley. We'll get some recommendations from Pete, his favorite three restaurants. And I also want to talk about really one of the best meals I had all year was at a pop-up inside one of Pete's restaurants. A pretty cool story there. So we'll talk about that coming up here on Drive Time with DeRussia. DeRussia Eats continues on Drive Time with DeRussia. We've got Hudson in the focus today. Pete Foster, who owns Barker's Bar and Grill, Pedro's Del Este, San Pedro Cafe. Pete, in uh, Pedro's Del Este, you have been hosting kind of smaller concepts that wanted to, like a, a bit of a pop-up, right? Correct. Yeah, it's... it's uh aspiring restaurateurs that 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 want to open their own restaurant but of course uh it's a huge commitment to jump in with both feet uh before you know if the concept and the food is going to work and and so that's what we 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 try to provide for these your, younger your, folks your track record is pretty darn good yeah yeah anthony, your first one was melt pizza melt pizza and anthony was in there for like a year and a half um i believe and um and now he's 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 killing it in Stillwater at the north end of town there. And uh, after Anthony came in, um, our former executive chef and our general manager at San Pedro Cafe, Luke and Riley, they're they're a couple. They're not married yet. I keep asking them when they're going to get married, but they're <laughs> they're not yet. Um, but they um, Luke is all he's he's got Italian roots. He's an incredibly talented, creative chef. Um, and and they wanted to to give it a go with with their Italian concept called Olio. And I went to one of the early Olio dinner. My feedback for them was that their prices were way too low. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I thought the food was as good as any pasta, any Italian restaurant I've been to in years. I I agree a hundred percent. They most of that pasta is scratch made. Luke's mother, uh, who they call Nona, is the one rolling the pasta sheets in the back room there. Um, but they, they do a great job with their menu, with their cocktails too. They're, they've got very sophisticated cocktails and, and I'm sure you noticed that when you were in, um, but they, they were with us, I think about six months before they, they were able to secure a building in Bayport, Minnesota. And, and they're, uh, they're renovating that as we speak and they're going to be opening. I think, uh, Luke told me sometime around mid October. All those Anderson window people are going to be in heaven. <laughs> right. A good deal for them over there in Bayport. Right, right. It's fantastic food. I mean, the the chicken parm is, is one of the best dishes I've had. What What does it mean for you? I mean, obviously, these are folks who work for you, uh, but to, to see them kind of have that experience and be able to move on. Well, I, I, I it makes me um, – 
conflicted. Very, very happy for them, very yeah. proud of them, but also very sad for me, my staff, our customers, our restaurant. Of course, uh, we, we've got a lot of other great people on our team, but sure. but Luke and Riley were there for so long. and um, Sort of from the beginning when you yeah, opened Yeah, and Pedro, Luke right? opened Pedro's Open. Del Este. I mean, oh, he was yeah. the opening chef for us there. He created that menu. So, no, I'm super happy for him. I'm super proud of him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess, trying to pay it forward a little bit, knowing what Bob Barker Wasman uh, provided that mm. opportunity for me, third, whatever, 27 years ago. And I just felt like, uh, hey, it's it's time to start paying it forward. Um, Basically, and, you let people use your you, – well, not let them, but they use your space on Monday and Tuesday correct. when, it's, yeah, when it's closed. Correct. So we're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, and um, it's a beautiful – you know, it's a small space, but it's a beautiful space. It's, it's very functional. Uh, we've got a, the front kitchen, and, and then they've got a small kitchen in the back, and um, and it's 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 a – it's a way to get into this business without risking everything you yeah. have. And, and, um, cause it's hard. It is hard. It's, it's since COVID, I can tell you, I mean, you've seen all the restaurants that have closed since COVID. It's, it's, uh, really, I mean, it's always been a hard business, but I mean, coming from a guy that's been doing it 27 years, I can tell you that the last three years has been absolutely the most challenging thing I've, I've ever had to deal with. And, and, and what, what makes it harder post well, you know, post COVID? Uh, mostly staffing. Um, the the ability to find um, competent staff, um, responsible staff, um, just getting people to show up. Just get, well, getting people to even show up for an interview. I mean, I was just and I'm going to knock on wood here. I was just talking to a, a friend this morning, um, one of the partners at Tamarack, and saying, you know, I'm going to knock on wood, but this is the first time in three years we've been pretty much fully staffed, um, and mm-hmm. and it's mostly the back of the house positions, kitchen prep, dishwashing, um, you know, front of the house, we, we've, we've had a little easier time, but, you know, just in the last three months, we've kind of turned the corner a little bit with, with staffing. So, um, and also cost of goods of, you know, obviously COVID, uh, put, put, put the clamp down on, on a lot of, a lot of the increase in cost of goods. Now, some of those things are coming back in line, but, but, but some aren't. So I I can tell you, we see it at the grocery store. So you're seeing the same deal. Right. But Payroll, you know, is our single biggest controllable cost in the in the restaurant mm-hmm. business, and and that's never going to go backwards. I mean, the price of chicken wings w- was at you know a hundred dollars a case during COVID, and and now we're back down to you know eighty five, eighty dollars a case. Well, that labor never goes backwards. You ca- you can't take money away from people that you're already paying a good wage. So that's here to stay, and 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 we're just you know we're we're adapting and adjusting to that, uh, and uh, but it's going to take some more time, Pete. Foster is our guest. Three restaurants in Hudson, Wisconsin, in Tamarack Tap, in Woodbury. Give me three recommendations. Lay it on me. Three spots that you don't own that you like to go to. So are we talking in the in Minneapolis? Whatever St. you Paul like. Market? Whatever you like. Well, see, I prepared here for that question and and uh, really thought about it because I want to. Um, you know, Olio. I can, I'm, I can't say Olio. Let's throw Olio out of it. <laughs> um, Gus Gus. Ah, uh, oh, excellent choice! Freaking awesome! That's the old 128 Cafe. We used to go there all the time when we were younger. Right, that's near actually St. One Thomas. Of, another one of our farm, former um, employees is is the owner there, um, Anna uh, Morgan. Oh, and her I didn't husband. know Anna worked. Uh, yeah, with Anna's you? Anna's a Hudson. Her mom Mary is ah. is a longtime Hudson gal. She worked at the restaurants for us uh, for for quite a while uh, back in the day, um, and I finally was able to get in there a couple times, and it's fantastic. Um, I would also say, um, you know, 
Phil's Terra Hideaway up yes. on Highway 36 is one of our favorites, uh, my family's favorites. We love to go there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I got I to gotta shout out uh, a new place in Stillwater that you might not even know about. It's called Howard's Bar. Have you heard of Howard's? I've heard of it. I haven't been there yet. I've eaten there five times, and I'm telling you, it is fantastic. It's elevated wow. bar food, yeah. basically. And and every chef I know is raving about really? this place. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I t- I tell everyone. Everyone's like, "What? Where? It, it's the old Whitey's, and before Whitey's, it was John's Bar for many many years uh-huh. in Stillwater." Um, so, I mean, I, I I those are are some of my favorite places. I I, I have to mention, um, you know. Uh, our, our, uh, Tim Murray is a, is a stout alum. Um, and, and, and Murray's is awesome. We go there quite a bit. Digidios. I love Digidios and what Jason and the crew are doing down there. So I know you asked for three, but. So you uh, gave me five. I give That's you how five. it goes. That's, you, you know, five. it's a bonus. I got two for free. Red wagon pizza is awesome. PS steak is awesome. I mean, I could go on. I just, I tried to whittle my list down from about 50 <laughs> to 10 here. So. <laughs> That's very good. Pete, you did good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Jason. Go visit Hudson. Go visit Pete's restaurants. And for sure, in October, uh, 35 years of Barker's Bar and Grill. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the DeRussia Eats podcast. On WCCO Radio, 830 AM, we do conversations with chefs, with farmers, with small business people every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m., The podcast is available every week. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would love for you to leave us a review. Give us however many stars you can. I don't know, 10, 20 stars would be nice, five stars, and leave your feedback as well. It really helps us grow and helps support covering the food community here at WCCO Radio and in the DeRussia Eats podcast. If you'd like to email me with an idea or a question about the restaurant scene, you can email Jason at Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Jason at Odyssey dot com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the DeRussia Eats podcast. Thanks for listening to DeRussia Eats. Dan Cook is our producer. Jason DeRussia is your host. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. DeRussia Eats is a production of Odyssey.